everyone. It's so good to see you. Uh, I think probably a lot of us are really cold right now. I think it's 10 degrees here where I am and that's pretty cold, but the main advantage I see to that is that maybe it'll do something to bugs, you know, maybe it'll kill some of them off. <laughs> but anyway, last week we talked about Jeremiah 29 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And we learned so much about that verse. Uh, to whom it was written, uh, the time frame, what was going on in, in Judah at that time. And what it means for us today. And I encourage you to listen to that if you didn't, if you didn't listen to it. Because you'll learn a lot of really important stuff. But um, <clears throat> when you look at the book of Jeremiah where this scripture came from you'll find that prophets and prophecy are mentioned over and over and over and over again. <clears throat> so it seemed good to talk about prophets and prophecy today from the book of Jeremiah. So I'm going to title this A Word of Prophecy. <clears throat> the book of Jeremiah, of course, as many of you know, is in the Old Testament. Um, you know, prophecy and prophets have a little bit different role in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we're told to judge prophecies. So it's really a mandate from God <clears throat> that when someone prophesies something, we're to judge it. And they, uh, the people of God fell short in the Old Testament, and a lot of times the people in the New Testament times also fall short in judging, actually judging prophecies. Um, there were an abundance of false prophets and prophecies talked about in the book of Jeremiah over and over and over again. So I'm going to talk for a while about the differences between false prophets and real prophets as seen in the book of Jeremiah. So we need to know this so, 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 so bad uh, so we can judge prophecies in our own time. That is so, so, so important. Um, a lot of times people you know, the friend tells them that somebody's a prophet and they just believe everything they say, hook, line, and sinker. You know, because my friend said they're a prophet, they must be a prophet. Or because they're a prophet, everything they say must be from the Lord. <clears throat> so we need to really know that. You know, the false prophets mentioned in the book of Jeremiah were Jewish. They were the people of God who had a covenant with God. They were God's chosen people. So it's not like they were, you know, from Egypt or Babylonia or, or something like that. They were God's chosen people who were false prophets. So when we're, you know, thinking about that, we need to think just like in the Old Testament, false prophets came from among God's people, that in the New Testament, false prophets uh, can come from among God's people, can be in the church and can be ministers and they can be recognized as leaders. They can be recognized as prophets, but also be false prophets, just like in the book of Jeremiah. So I'm just going to go through the book of Jeremiah, uh, kind of step by step, and uh, go through the scriptures that talk about false prophets, what their traits are, what to look for, what to notice about false prophets. Uh, first of all, false prophets do not operate inspired by God, but follow evil spirits. Um, Prophets, I've noticed, you know, say, the Lord told me, God showed me, God gave me a dream, God gave me a revelation. 
But false prophets say this, but they don't operate inspired by God, but by evil spirits. So when someone says, God told me, God revealed to me, God inspired me, God gave me a dream, God gave me a revelation, it's not necessarily true. Uh, Jeremiah 2 verse 8, Jeremiah 2 verse 8, we read our Bibles here, so it's really important to look at your Bibles so you can see it yourself. Jeremiah 2 verse 8 in the NIV, it says, the prophet's prophesied by Baal, following worthless idols. Now, he's not talking about, like I said, Egyptians, Assyrians, Babylonians, the Medes, the Persians. He's not talking about anybody else here, but the people of God, the people of Judah, his own people were prophesying by a false god. Um, so it's really important to note that false prophets are not speaking for the Lord. And if we go down the same chapter, Jeremiah 2, verse 26, false prophets have no shame. They have no shame. They're not embarrassed. They're not hiding it. They have no shame about their false prophecies that they're not speaking for the Lord until the very end where they're totally and completely judged by God. Jeremiah 2, verse 26, as a thief is disgraced when he is caught, so the house of Israel is disgraced. They, their kings and officials, their priests, and their prophets. So this disgrace came when they were taken captive and, uh, and judged. They, as we experienced last, or learned last week, they had famine, disease, fire, uh, war, all kinds of things that they were totally and completely judged on. Um, false prophets honor false gods. Now you might think, well, how does that relate today? We don't have uh, we don't have uh, temples to false gods. We don't have statues to false gods. We don't go burn incense to false gods. But believe me, people make false gods in their own lives. Um, they can be uh, celebrities. They can be politicians. They can be religious leaders. They can be different peoples in the people in their life that they worship. Uh, sports or worship their job or, or all kinds of things. We can make our own gods, but false prophets honor false gods. They only turn to God when they're in trouble. Um, we're in Jeremiah 2, still Jeremiah 2, 26. They say to wood, you are my father, and to stone, you gave me birth. They have turned their backs to me and not their faces. Yet when they are in trouble, they say, come and save us. So what this is saying, they don't turn their face to God on a regular basis. They, they uh, don't look to God for their daily sustenance. They don't look to God for direction. But when they're in deep, dark trouble, they do come back to God and turn to him. So false prophets honor false gods. And, you know, uh, you think, well, you know, the prophets I hear on YouTube or on the television or read about... You know, they're always talking about God or Jesus, but it, it, when you get down to it, what, who are they really honoring? Um, false prophets lie and are full of hot air. <laughs> Jeremiah 5. See, we're just going through the book of Jeremiah to see everything that it says about false prophets. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 5 verse 12 in the NLT, it says, They have lied about the Lord and said, He won't bother us. No disasters will come upon us. There will be no harm or famine. God's prophets are all windbags. 
who don't really speak for him, let their predictions of disaster fall on themselves. So we can see that God's prophets are prophesying, 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 but they're all full of hot air. <laughs> the Bible calls them windbags. They're liars. So we need to know that when you see a false prophet prophesy things and it doesn't come to pass, they're full of hot air. You're to judge that. And it, you come up with a question, well, do, did these false prophets and do false prophets today believe their own prophecies? Um, I think, yes, many times they do. I don't think that they, uh, each time they, you know, like if, a, if there's a TV show and they're going to have a, a prophet as a guest and he comes on and he prophesies, <laughs> I don't think he sets out and s says, I'm going to go to this TV show today and give false prophecies. I don't believe that that hardly ever happens. I think that um, many times uh, people are caught up in the spiritual or supernatural world. There's such a desire and a, sometimes even a lust in people for the supernatural or the spiritual, but it turns out not being God's spirit when there's such pressure to perform and to say things that God said. Um, some people lose their, never had the ethics or morals to discern uh, whether it's the voice of God or the, you know, their own things that they think up in their head. Some false prophets just feel a need to be in the in-group or they want to be loved or liked. So they, so they, you know, manufacture these prophecies and, the, you know, they, they give out what they feel in their heart or maybe think in their mind, but they're not really from the voice of the Lord. Some false prophets may even be affected or afflicted with mental illness and say really strange things and they say it came from the Lord, um, but it didn't, uh, you know, just being a pastor. We've seen this, uh, people that, you know, they really are afflicted with mental illness and they get religion mixed up in that. And uh, there's many times that, that people that have these problems can acquire a big following uh, because, you know, their things are so, you know, spiritual or supernatural, but, but you know, really, really bizarre. And they just, they just acquire a following. Uh, that happens in a lot of cults. Um, people, you know, say they hear from the Lord and people say, oh, you heard from the Lord and they just believe everything they said. Some prophecy is given out of people's, false prophecies are given out by people's own heads or hearts to control other people. Uh, my husband and I were in a situation one time at a certain church and uh, the pastor of that church uh, prophesied to control people. Uh, if he thought a person should go to Bible school, he'd prophesy that they need to go to Bible school. If he thought a person should marry somebody, he'd prophesy that they need to marry that person or, or, you know, change jobs or, you know, whatever it was. And it was used to control. And that is really, really, really dangerous. And uh, the problem is, is that the general church population doesn't, understand that a lot of times and doesn't uh, realize what's happening a lot of times until they've been in it too long or it's too late and it's really really important to uh, understand that some people do do this they want to control what you do want to control what you think and it's all for their own good purposes um you know we just can't think that people false prophets saying, well, now I'm going to give a false prophecy. They do it as a result of some of these reasons I've said, you know, it's it's a sin. 
it's a sin, it's a result of sin, it's a result of, of wanting to control people, wanting to be popular, wanting to be spiritual or supernatural or looked at as spiritual or supernatural. And, and right now there's, you know, uh, a lot of people succumb to pressure to prophesy because they're a guest on a TV show or they're at a church service or they need to keep their followers on social media engaged or, uh, things like that, you know, um, when people, uh, constantly prophesy, it can be a sure sign that something's wrong. Um, when people have a new prophecy, you know, three times a week or, you know, every other day or, you know, you know, just over and over again, believe me, I guarantee it to you, there is something wrong and it's not, not the right thing. Um, Back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 5 again, uh, Jeremiah 5, verse 30. In the NLT, you know, uh, people like false prophecies. People like it, we'll see it in the book of Jeremiah. I've seen it, uh, watching people in my own life, they love false prophecies. They, you know, if someone prophesy something and it doesn't come true they don't care <laughs> they just love to be prophesied to they love prophecy they love prophets so they don't care whether they're being told lies they love being lied to and you can see that you can see that in in our politics in the united states and what people have prophesied you know people have prophesied that donald trump was going to be elected in 2020 you know prophesy i mean Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophecies about Donald Trump being prop, uh, the president in 2020. And people don't care. People don't care that they were lied to. People don't care that they were false prophecies because they love prophecy. Jeremiah 530. And this is not a new problem. This has gone on for ages and ages. We see it in the book of Jeremiah. It says, verse 30, a horrible and shocking thing has happened in this land. The prophets give false prophecies and the priests rule with an iron hand. Worse yet, the people like it that way. But what will you do when the end comes? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the people like it that way. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in this land. The prophets give false prophecies and the people, priests rule with an iron hand. Worse yet, my people like it that way. But what will you do when the end comes? That is one uh, revealing scripture. Um, these prophets, in these false prophets in the book of Jeremiah, they were telling everybody, hey, you're cool, you're good, everything's okay, you're living great, God's going to bless you, nothing bad's ever going to happen, and the people absolutely loved it. Jeremiah, as we read last time, came along and said, you need to repent, you need to turn back to God, destruction is coming your way. People did not like real prophecy. They loved false prophecy. The next thing, false prophets are frauds. They're greedy and they make people feel good, but they refuse to address sin. Jeremiah 6, 13. Now this isn't hard to look up because we're staying in the book of Jeremiah, so you just turn a couple pages. Jeremiah 6, 13, NLT. Um, from the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. They're talking about prophets. From prophets to priests, they are all frauds. 
They offer superficial treatments for my people's mortal wound. They give assurances of peace when there is no peace. They are ashamed of their dis- are they ashamed of their disgusting actions? Not at all. They don't even know how to blush. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughter. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. So he's saying here that false prophets are frauds. They're greedy and they love to make people feel good, but they will not address people's sin. Um, the next one, Jeremiah eight ten, it says again that they're not ashamed of their actions and they will be punished. Jeremiah 8, 10, I will give their wives to others and their farms to strangers. From the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. Yes, even my prophets and priests are like that. They are all frauds. They offer superficial treatments to my people's mortal wounds. They give assurances of peace when there is no peace. They are ashamed of these disgusting, are they ashamed of these disgusting actions? Not at all. They don't even blush. Does this all sound familiar? We just read the basically the same scripture uh, up above in, ver, in chapter 6. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughtered. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. So if you're thinking about following a false prophet, just think about their future. They're brought, they're brought down to destruction. Things are not going to go well for a person who's saying, thus say the Lord, thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord, I prophesy, I prophesy when it's not from the Lord. Um, the next thing is Jeremiah 14, Jeremiah 14, verse 13. Just turn over a few pages. Jeremiah 14, 13. Uh, the people and the nation who listens to false prophets, they're all destroyed. And that's not a good future. Um, verse 13, then I said, O sovereign Lord, their prophets are telling them, all is well, no war or famine will come. The Lord will surely send you peace. That's what these false prophets were saying. All is well, there's no war, no famine. Um, peace, peace, peace. Then the Lord said in verse 14, These prophets are telling lies in my name. I did not send them. I did not tell them to speak. I did not give them any messages. They prophesy of visions and revelations they have never seen or heard. They speak foolishness made up in their own lying hearts. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will punish these lying prophets for they have spoken in my name, even though I never sent them. They say that no war or famine will come, but they themselves will die by war and famine. As for the people to whom they prophesy, their bodies will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem, victims of famine or war. There will be no one left to bury them. Husbands, wives, sons, and daughters, all will be gone, for I will pour out their own wickedness on them. Wow. Just that scripture there alone ought to make you really think about prophecy and who you're listening to and who's prophesying and what they're saying. That should tell you that prophecy should be judged at all times. And you know, these false prophets, they're slick. They seem very sincere, very authentic, but they are telling you lies. They're not from the Lord. Now I'm going to go to Jeremiah 23. And if there's any uh, book in the Bible 
chapter in the Bible that talks about false prophets more than Jeremiah 23, let me know because Jeremiah 23 talks over and over and over again about false prophets. So I'm going to go to chapter uh, Jeremiah 23. I'm going to start in verse 9. It says, My heart is broken because of the false prophets, and my bones tremble. I stagger like a drunkard, like someone overcome by wine, because of the holy words the Lord has spoken against them. See, Jeremiah, he loved his people, the people of Judah. He loved the people of God. He was just totally and completely beside himself because of what these false prophets were doing to God's people. He was heartbroken. He was torn apart. He knew that these people listening to the false prophets was going to destroy the people and destroy the nation of Israel. And it, it bothered him so much that he says his, his, it was like his bones trembled. He was staggering around like a drunk person. That's why he was called a weeping prophet because he was so, so, so heartbroken about the people's response to, to false prophets and that they believed him, believed them. Verse 11 even the priests and prophets are ungodly, wicked men. I have seen their despicable acts right here in my own temple, says the Lord. Verse 12, therefore the paths they, they take will become slippery. They will be chased through the dark and there they will fall. I will bring disaster upon them at the time fixed for their punishment. I, the Lord, has spoken. So the Lord is not going to put up with the false prophecies and the false prophets for forever. Verse 13, I saw that the prophets of Samaria, Samaria were terribly evil, for they prophesied in the name of Baal, which was a false god, and led my people into sin. God, God did not like that. God did not like that. Ah. Uh, Verse 14, but now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. The prophets of God, the prophets of Jerusalem were worse than the, the false god prophets of Samaria. That's saying a lot. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once were. You know, one of the one of the biggest things that a false prophet can do is is engender or uh, propagate hate instead of love, because God's greatest commandment is love. And I I've seen prophets uh, stir up hate in people through prophecy, and uh, you know they encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins. If we're not encouraging people to walk in love. Uh, we're not doing the work of God. Verse 15 says, Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled the land. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. Do not, they do not speak for the Lord. 
Please, please, please listen to this from the book of Jeremiah and apply it to your life today. Um, be very, very careful. They keep saying those who despise my word to those who despise my word. Don't worry. The Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say no harm will come to your way. Have these any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he is really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen, to listen to the Lord? Then I might add, listen to the actual written word of the Lord. Look, the Lord's anger burst out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets. I have not sent these prophets. The Lord is saying these prophets who are part of the nation of Ju the, the God's people, the kingdom of Judah, recognizes prophets by the people who are in the ministry, who were who, who prophesied, 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 always prophesied. God said, I have not sent these prophets. Yet they run around claiming to speak for me. They have, I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, and they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. See, we see there the purpose of a prophet is to turn, turn people away from their evil ways and evil deeds. And that's what Jeremiah tried to do, and people wouldn't listen to him. Verse 23, Am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth, says the Lord? Verse 25, I have heard these prophets say, listen to the dream I have had from the God last night. Oh my gosh, if I could tell you how many times I turned something on and somebody's telling about the dream they had last night or the dream they just had or or the revelation they had, or that this, that, or the other they just had. Be careful, my dear ones, be careful. And then they proceed to tell lies in my name. How long will this go on? If they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit, inventing everything they say. By telling these false dreams, they are trying to get my people to forget me, just as their ancestors did by worshiping the idols of Baal. Let these false prophets tell their dreams. But let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. So true prophets are faithfully proclaiming the Bible. They're faithfully proclaiming the Bible, not made up things in their head. Um, I just lost my place. Let these, uh, verse uh, 28, let these false prophets tell their dreams but let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. You know, uh, if a lot of these false prophets that are on, on social media and television and on YouTube, if they proclaim the word of God, unfortunately, they'd lose their followers because the people that lust after this kind of thing, these, these spiritual, uh, supernatural happenings, they don't, they won't stand still for just someone teaching the word of God. And you need to recognize that. There's, there's a lot more attraction and, 
and you know, oh, oh, I was woken up in the in the middle of the night by a dream, and God revealed to me da 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 da. There's a lot more uh, human lust and desire for those type of things than. I'm going to read the Bible to you and tell you what the Bible says. You have to recognize that about human nature. Uh, uh, verse 28, let these false prophets tell their dreams, but let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. There is a difference between straw and grain. Does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is, not, it, is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Verse 30, therefore, says the Lord, I am against these prophets who steal messages from each other and claim they are from me. I am against these smooth-tongued prophets who say, this prophecy is from the Lord. I am against these false prophets. See, we see here that the Lord is saying they're slippery, that they're smooth-tongued, that they appeal to people, that they can con people. You have to understand that. We have to understand that we can all be conned. We can all be sucked in by something that's a false thing. So God is saying that they're smooth tongue, that they're deceitful. Uh, I can continue on in verse 32. Their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people into sin. I did not send or appoint them, and they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. Verse 33. Suppose one of the people or one of the prophets or priests ask you, what prophecy has the Lord burdened you with now? You must reply, you are the burden. The Lord says he will abandon you. So he's telling, uh, telling people that if someone asks you a word from the Lord, uh, what's the Lord saying to us now? You're supposed to say, you're the problem. Or in other words, Sin is the problem. Sin in our lives is the problem. That's what a prophet of God is supposed to be saying. Verse 34. If any prophet, priest, or anyone else says, I have a prophecy from the Lord, I will punish that person along with his entire family. Now it gets really, 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 really scary here. If any prophet, priest, or anyone else says, I have a prophecy from the Lord, I will punish that person along with his entire family. You know why that is? Because people were going around like crazy, saying, telling other people what the Lord said. The Lord said this, the Lord said that, when God wasn't saying it. And what these people were saying was destroying the people of Israel, the people of Judah. Um... Verse 35, you should keep asking each other, what is the Lord's answer or what is the Lord saying? See, we get that. We get that now from the word of God, the Holy Spirit inside of us, but, but mostly by the word of God. We get the Lord's answer from the word of God. Verse 36, but stop using this phrase, prophecy from the Lord, for people are using it to give authority to their own ideas turning upside down the words of our God, the living God, and the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. What more can I say? I'm just going to read that again. But stop using this phrase, prophecy from the Lord, for people are using it to give authority to their own ideas, turning upside down the words of our God, the living God, the Lord of heaven's armies. Wow. 
this is what you should say to the to the prophets. What is the Lord's answer, or, or what is the Lord saying? But suppose they respond, this is a prophecy from the Lord. Then you should say, this is what the Lord says, because you have used this phrase, prophecy from the Lord, even though I warn you not to use it, I will forget you completely. I will expel you from my presence, along with this city that I gave you and your ancestors. And I will take you, uh, I will make you an object of ridicule, and your name will be infamous throughout the ages. Wow. Do you, have you ever, uh, had anybody say that you said something that you didn't say and they were trying to stir up, stir up people against you? Um, I've had that happen. I've had that happen in my family. Definitely in my family that, uh, somebody would go around saying something that I said that I never even thought about saying or considered saying and it caused great problems in my family. Great problems for me. And as a pastor's wife, I've definitely had that happen. Uh, some people say some really, really bizarre things about what I might have said are done and they're not true, but it stirs up, stirs up problems. Well, the same thing, even, even on steroids, when you say that God said something that he didn't say, it creates terrible problems for the people of God or individuals. Um, and God does not like that. He does not like that at all. So we see in this, uh, in Jeremiah 23, which I took a lot of time with, but it's really important for you to see what God thinks. Uh, we see about false prophets that God did not send them. They make up things. They lead people astray. They use God told me, and this is from the Lord to give authority to what they say. They talk about dreams and revelations, and God is angry with them and will judge them. And it says, like we said, they're really slick. <laughs> they're smooth tongue. Um, they they appear authentic. I believe a lot of times they feel like they're authentic. They 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 uh, they get themselves in this in this world, this prophecy world, where it's just normal to come up with things and to conjure up things, but it's not from the Lord. Um, religious people, as we've seen in the Bible. And I've seen in, in real life, religious people will try to destroy. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying religious, true religion. I'm talking about people that, that have a traditional religion that cuts off the power of God and the love of God. And the, they just become traditional religious people. They will try to destroy a true prophet who is preaching about sin, repentance, and returning you to God. They'll say, how dare you say that we're doing something wrong? How dare you do that? Uh, Jeremiah 18, 18 says, they say, come, let, let's make plans against Jeremiah for the teaching of the law by the priest will not, uh, will not be lost, nor will the counsel from the wise, nor will the word of the prophets. So come, they're basically saying, let's destroy Jeremiah, uh, because, because we're fine. We're going to keep that. We're going to keep the teaching of the priest. We're going to keep the counsel of the wise. We're going to keep the word of God. We're going to keep it all, you know, but let's destroy Jeremiah. Let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says. So one of the greatest weapons that people have is their tongues, <laughs> and they will destroy a true prophet of God who is actually speaking the word of the Lord. Um, I've definitely seen that in, in our ministry that... Uh, People will, if, if a true prophecy comes from the Lord, Lord that 
you know, turns people back to the Lord and away from sin. People do not like it and they will start clacking their, clacking their teeth, you know, moving their tongues against you. And they did the same thing with Jesus. Religious people will try to destroy a true prophet who is preaching about sin, repentance, and returning to God. So in summary, I'm going to summarize. It's a long summary, so get ready about false prophets, the things we just read. False prophets are loved and followed by the majority of the people. False prophets tell people what they want to hear to make them happy and comfortable. People will stick with a false prophet over and over again, even though they are proven wrong. People over and over again judge a false prophet as credible. There are more false prophets than genuine prophets. Leaders, kings, and the people all believe in the words of the false prophet and make life and death and even eternal decisions based on the false prophet's lies. False prophets do not operate under the inspiration of God, no matter how much they claim to have dreamed, been spoken to, or what they say God has revealed to them. Now, as I'm reading these, I want you to think about the time of Jeremiah in the Old Testament, but I also want to think about want you to think about today and the things that go on today. False prophets honor false gods. They only turn to God when they are in trouble. They lie and they're full of hot air. They make things up. The people like false prophecies. They love to be lied to. The false prophets are frauds, greedy, and make people feel good. They refuse to address sin. Um, God did not send them. They lead people astray. Um, people think if the prophets say it, it must be right. They use uh, God told me or this is from the Lord to give authority to what they say. They talk about dreams and visions a lot. They like power, fame, and money. God is angry with them and will judge them. Now, true prophets, we didn't talk a lot about that, but it's the opposite of false prophets. Jeremiah 7.25 says, From the day your ancestors left Egypt until now, I have continued to send my servants, the prophets, day in and day out. But my people have not listened to me or even tried to hear. They have been stubborn and sinful, even worse than their ancestors. So a true prophet, according to the word of God, is not is very, very seldom listened to. True prophets in the Bible are hated, they're shunned, they're tortured, they're beaten, they're imprisoned, they're killed, they're not listened to, they are judged as not credible, even when the prophecies unfold right in front of them. Usually smaller in number than false prophets, deemed judged, they're deemed, a false a true prophet is deemed as judgmental or hateful as they preach against sin and call people to repentance and reconciliation with God. Almost no one listens to them. People think that they are a joke. Jeremiah 20 verse 8 in the NLT. Jeremiah 20 verse 8 in the NLT. When I speak, the words burst out. Violence and destruction I shout. This is Jeremiah speaking. So these messages from the Lord have made me a household joke. You know, there's New Testament prophets, and, and prophecy and prophets in the New Testament is a very valid ministry. Jesus said that the greatest prophet that ever lived was John the Baptist. Uh, just as there were false prophets in the Old Testament, there's prophet, 
among people of God in the Old Testament. There's false prophets today in the church. So I encourage you to take the lessons we've learned about the false prophets in Jeremiah. Please use good judgment. Put all prophecies through the filter of the word of God. Don't think because your friends think a certain prophet is really cool or right on or hearing from God that they are. Uh, don't think of a certain, pro certain prophet. Uh, don't think because a certain prophet has a lot of subscribers or a lot of followers or on YouTube or is a best-selling author that they are uh, sent from God or speaking on behalf of God. Do not take for granted that a person is speaking for God when they use the terms, God said, God told me, I prophesied, this is the word of God, I dreamt it, I am a revelator, I have a special connection to God. Please, 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 please take those terms for granted. You know, what is sure and true is in the book of, in the word of God that said, God said. When you're reading the word of God, you know that God said. For further study, Pastor Terry will be posting a message uh, on Sunday uh, called What About Political Prophecies? It's a message that he shared a few years ago and that we, uh, we know that they're acclaimed, famous, high-ranking, whatever you want to call it, prophets in the U.S. who prophesied that Ted Cruz would be president in 2016 and that Donald Trump would be elected in 2020. And people still believe these people. We need to shake it off. We need to think. We need to use our brain. We need to uh, get real. We need to get real with the word of God and see what the word of God says. These, pe these people who are putting a prophecy, a dream, or a vision on YouTube or, or, or uh, social media or whatever, on a TV show, almost every day or several times a week, um, it's just not right. It's just not, not right, dear, dear saints. It's just not right. Uh, many, 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 uh, quote unquote, evangelical Christians, spiritual Christians are sucked into this, this vortex, this prophecy vortex. <laughs> Please study the book of Jeremiah and think about the things that I've, I've shared and check out Pastor Terry's sermon uh, when he posted on Sunday. Um, it'll, it'll really do you good. And um, stick with the Bible, stick with the New Testament and the words of Jesus, and you can't go wrong. And uh, and don't be don't be yearning and longing uh, for for uh, a word from the Lord apart from the Bible constantly. Uh, the Bible says we're to desire to desire spiritual gifts, but it can get out of whack when we give heed to false prophecies and we have such a desire for uh, supernatural or uh, quote unquote spiritual things when they're not from the Lord. So I hope this blessing, this, uh, this teaching on prophecy prophets was a help to you. Basically I read, read almost the whole sermon from the word of God. So it, it has to be blessed. It has to be inspired uh, because the word of God is inspired. So uh, be very careful, be very watchful. And we want to let you know that we love you, we care about you, uh, just like Jeremiah cared for the church. We care so much and we don't want people to be deceived and for the church to be destroyed or for the nation to destroy, be destroyed because of false prophecy. So 
if all of this is kind of new to you and you've never, never, never uh, thought about any of this or thought about following Jesus, I just encourage you to uh, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Um, repent of your sins and turn to him and he will wash you white as snow and you can become a child of God. I just encourage you to do that today. We love you and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.